I just wanted to say, Dave, I know you love Kevin Costner, right? I do. Um, on a I scale, have an, I have an affinity. Scale of one to ten. Oh, rewind. If you were to list a top ten actors of your favorite of all time, where would Kevin Costner rank on your top ten list? Would he be on your top ten list? You don't have to say yes. I think it's highly probable he would be in the top ten. Okay. Would he be closer to the ten or closer to the one? I think he would probably be closer to... uh, Probably be closer to mid-range. Mid. In six. Sixes tend to... Four to six. Maybe a four if you really... Mm So, we've... This week's episode of the Horror Movie Podcast is Waterworld, um, which, universally speaking, most people say that Waterworld is, would technically be called a horrible movie. And some people, and I, yeah. I like to watch it. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy watching it. But I still think it's a really bad movie. Um, we have uh, producer Phil is here with us today as well. And back from baby time. Back from baby time. Yeah. Phil, congratulations. Yeah, she's uh almost three weeks old. Yeah. Now it's hard to believe I've been gone that long, but that is true. That is true. Yeah. Um three weeks old. They grow up so fast. Yeah, and she's beautiful too. Oh, I'm sure. She has your genes, Phil. Of course. And Jessica's too, but <laughs> Yeah. I'm just joking. It's a good Jessica. thing. That's a real good thing. Um, I always say my son is uh, cute, despite my face, despite the fact that he also has my jeans in there too. So, um, but congratulations, welcome back. Yeah, and thanks to Jared for filling in with me. Oh, and Jared did such a good job. Yeah, he did a great job. Um, do you like Kevin Costner, Phil? You guys are gonna have to start seeing some of his movies. I'm not sure how many I've actually seen. Tin Cup. Um, Dances with Dances Wolves. Dances with Wolves is probably his biggest the, one. See, the biggest. My wife was asking me about that movie the other day. I've never seen that film. It's oh, wow. Good. Yeah, isn't that see, wild? Okay, to put it in perspective a little bit, Dances with Wolves for Kevin Costner is what Braveheart was for Mel Gibson. Mm, makes sense, yeah. Makes sense. Um, in, many, in many respects. Right. Um, what a, What's another good movie that you like of? What's your favorite Kevin Costner movie? Actual favorite one. And maybe Waterworld. No, my actual favorite one um, would have to be not a movie. Mm-hmm. It was actually a made-for-television miniseries. Whatever. The Hatfields and McCoys. Oh, no, it's really good. Have you seen it, Phil? No. Phenomenal. Yeah, it's really, really good. I've seen all of it as well. He it's played uh, Devil Lance Hatfield. Um, very well done. Now, Bull Durham. I really like the movie Bull Durham. Um, I really like, uh, he was in JFK, Robin Hood, Prince of yeah, Thieves. That was classic, uh, yeah, classic Costner. Um, Has he done a lot of Westerns? He's done some. Why, mm-hmm. I know I saw him in White Earp, which um, is an un- ungodly long movie, Yeah, he's, he's done. he's done a lot of stuff with uh, at least a few, I think, with Gary Oldman and, uh, um, uh, oh, uh, Duvall, Robert Duvall. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else we're going to He's up. big in... Uh, one thing One thing that's really interesting about uh, the Costner 
uh, uh, <laughs> filmography. I started to say discography, mm-hmm. but he is a uh, he's actually a country music uh, uh, person too. I know Fun, he's got- funny. Um, actually has charted before. Um, but uh, he, uh, Kevin Costner and Modern West. That's right. That's right. Uh, but um, baseball. He loves baseball. A lot of baseball movies with Kevin Costner. Hmm. For Love of the Game, uh, Field of Dreams. Um, what's the other one that's a little more recent than that? Um, is he a scout? Let's see. What is he in that one? I'm trying to think of what it is. Yeah. Um, that was yeah. That was part of that. He's Jonathan Kent in the uh, newest Superman, the the standalone Superman movie. Well, hey, Bull Durham, of course, was baseball. Right, um, Chasing right. Dreams. McFarlane um, USA is that the upside baseball? of anger was the more uh, recent one, I believe. I didn't watch McFarland USA. No, is it's that baseball? um, it's another sport. I can't remember what sport it is. You know, McFarland USA. It's track, I think. I think it's track yeah, it's or it's cross country track. Cross country, cross country is yeah. what it is. Right. Um, I just, I think, uh, the Guardian. Have you seen the Guardian? You guys seen the Guardian? The Guardian yeah. with it's a uh, good movie. Ashton Kutcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was a good movie. Yeah, he did a good job. He did a really good job in that. Um, I want to see. Uh, I haven't got to see the Criminal. With Tommy Lee Jones and uh, uh, there's there's a few people in that one. That that's a uh, 2016 release uh, earlier this year, I believe. I don't know if it was a theat. I don't. I'm assuming it made theatrical, but it looks like a really good movie if you look at the trailers. The Criminal. Uh, man, he's he's been in a lot of movies, folks. Yeah, like close to 50. Don't you think he's just rolling in cash? I mean, I'm reading that he's got a. Home in Aspen, and I know that at one point he had a home in uh, Sun Valley, Idaho, which is another skiing community. That well, he's got business interests too um, in the uh, oil production, um, in the oil production uh, industry. Uh, some there was something that had to do with uh, the whole uh, uh, BP spilled Deepwater Horizon deal, where uh, something that he was involved in um, was was used, uh, manufactured in in something that they did there. He developed the movie. He actually, sued by Stephen Baldwin, I believe. Oh, really? And and somebody else, uh, and lo- uh, Stephen Baldwin and whoever uh, lost that hmm. uh, suit. Um, he, Kevin Costner, developed the movie Air Force One. Remember the Get Off My Plane? Yeah. And yeah. he was actually going to play the lead role, but then he wanted to focus on the movie The Postman, right? Which right. once again is a post-apocalyptic world. Or he must walk across whatever, much like Waterworld. <laughs> you might say a a post uh, success. Yes, and uh, he, movie. He so he after, he, uh, he offered the the job to Harrison Ford, who became you know on Air Force One, and then yep. Jack Ryan. So random, right? That was a Jack Ryan. You became yeah yeah role, basically, right? isn't it? I think it was similar to Jack Ryan stuff, but I don't think it is. No, I. I just remember the get off my plane part. That's all I remember. <laughs> Pretty cool. Gary, now, Gary Oldman's in that. Yeah. And what I like about that the most is that... Uh, no, he's great President James Marshall. He's not Jack okay. Ryan. Okay. Uh, it's similar to what a Jack Ryan movie <laughs> It like could have been. I mean, there were so many right. Jack Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's do this. Phil, play the trailer. This next... We're going to talk about a couple other things. But first, folks, this week on the podcast is Waterworld. And here's the trailer for Waterworld. 
The future. The polar ice caps have melted, and the Earth lies beneath a watery grave. Those who survived have adapted to a new world. What did you see out there in your 15 lunars? Such as? An end? An end to all this water? You're asking the wrong person. Pure dirt. So what's the word? We trading or not? And the human dream is the search for a mythical place called dry land. It doesn't exist! How can you be sure? Because I've sailed farther than most have dreamed. I've never seen it. This place, this whole way of living, it's ending. Straight line leading directly. Directly to dry land? Dry land is not just our destination, but it is our destiny! <laughs> Universal Pictures presents a world unlike any you have ever seen. A very wet world. <laughs> lots of water. And lots of smokers. Mm. Lots of explosions. Jumping and running and jumping. <laughs> more explosions, more jumping into water. Kevin Costner, Dennis Hopper, Gene Triplehorn. Wet hair. <laughs> Uh, all right, so jet I jet skis, yeah, jet smokers. Skis. How do they still have jet skis? Like I, <laughs> I, I just I love that. But about this movie, it's like that. How does jet skis stay around for so long? How far in the future must this be? Thousands of years. Sea Dew has some real staying power. They do. Sea Dews will always be around, man. Um, Waterworld, man. Uh, what a great movie. Technically, made some money. I mean, technically, but you know that always goes. They always say they're writing them off left and right. The trailer looked pretty good. It looked pretty action packed. Um, it's probably the best cut of the whole movie. Right there was that trailer. I think they but, had a little bit of every action scene, and that the was the, the old school movie voiceover guy. Remember that? Yeah, that's that brought back a lot of memories no. because that was the '90s movie voiceover guy. He's not in a deep. world, <laughs> but but it was like a um. He's a little higher pitched, but he than, had a unique voice. Yeah, that made him cool. Yeah, but and, they, the coo- and cool drums in the oh, trailer. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Dry land, so funny. Um, <laughs> it's our destiny. Mythical, folks. Speaking of mythical, Dave. Uh, this week, you were live and in person on the Dana Lash show, the Dana show, nationally syndicated. Dana. Lash show. Yeah, the Dana show. It was it Pretty was a lot cool. of fun. Um that's a big deal. It was a blessing. Tell I'll me tell a little you that. bit about it. How how long of a segment did you have on there? About fifteen minutes. That's crazy. I know. Yeah. It was a, it was the second hour of the, the Dana Lash show. Uh we were, we were talking the uh Missouri Missouri uh governor's race at the time. Yeah, for our listeners we're talking about Monday, August first. Yeah, Monday, August first, and Dana is a as L O E S C H 
but pronounced, pronounced Lash. Lash. And uh, she works for The Blaze, technically. Her show is, like I, I we talked earlier, and it's technically produced by The Blaze, which is the company that is in Radio America, which is owned by uh, Glenn Beck, yeah. nationally syndicated, uh, super conservative, I guess he best way to describe Glenn Beck. Well, yeah, with uh, uh, ultra conservative with a libertarian streak. I, ultra, ultra might, I mean, he's super, super conservative. Yeah. Right, right, ultra, ultra conservative. So yeah. he's not real concerned about uh, people necessarily agreeing with, you know, what he says and doesn't really, uh, doesn't really give a lot of rip. But he's um, done, he's yeah, done very, he's done well, very for well for himself. And I think Dana Lash has done yeah, pretty well for himself. Spent a lot of time too. on cable. Man, how about um, that? Yeah. That's a big deal, man. Uh, author. I remember, I remember years and years ago, my brother who lived in Florida at the time, this is probably at least 10 years ago, my mm-hmm. brother was like, you need to listen to Glenn Beck. And I'm like, who is Glenn Beck? Right. My sister's like, Glenn Beck <laughs> that, fan, was, yeah. that was way back then. And I'm like, man, my brother apparently was a, uh, uh, he, he knew what he was talking about. Joining me right now is Dave Plemons, who is the political director for the Missouri Right to Life. And we appreciate what they do so much. Dave, welcome to the program. Uh, thanks so much for joining me. Give me your thoughts on this Missouri gubernatorial race, because I get it. You know, every candidate, they answer surveys. Is it is it customary to always get surveys back? Like, how does that work? Well, Dana, first of all, I want to just thank you uh, so much for having me on the program. Big fan. Uh, best bumper music in the talk radio industry, by the yes. way. Yes. Thank you, sir. And, and I, of course, want to thank the Missouri listeners that are trying to make decisions about these races and, and uh, the Missouri Rights Life PAC that we're committed to earning their trust. So, um, yes, it is customary. It's not only customary. Um, anyway, I thought that was pretty so cool. So, it was, yeah, so. it was it was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, it, was, it was a blessing. They they wanted to know, uh, you know, my uh, opinions as a representative of Missouri Right to Life. And it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Why well, uh, not just fun, but it was it was a it was a good it was it was a it was a good uh, reflection uh, on the influence of uh, of those voters that are aligned with our organization. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I went back and listened to it, Dave, after you told me about it, and you were well spoken. Like she would ask you a question, and uh, did she prep you at all? Like what she was going to ask or anything like that? I mean, you no. you came back with an answer pretty that, quickly. I was but that's kind of your your wheelhouse, though, is that right? Is. That's I, true. Yeah. That's true. I had written I had written out a, you know some some uh, some talking points. I want to make sure that I stayed on message, and it's important in in you know my field of the the volunteer work that I do that that you stay on message with what you want to do and, and the the ideas and and things you want to articulate. Uh, and yeah, it, it's so. Thank you for noticing that, and I appreciate that because um, I will tell you, uh, I had never been on a nationally syndicated show as a guest before, and uh, my my fingers going <laughs> going on <laughs> my fingers. I looked down and my I was holding this piece of paper, and I was looking down, wait, waiting <laughs> waiting to go on air, and my and my hand was shaking, and I'm like. This is this is real. Hey, you know, it was you, awesome. You wouldn't be human if you weren't, man. I, that's oh, that's nerve wracking. But thank you, thank you for saying yeah, that because it, it, it means a lot to you know. I hope I came across well. It's cool. I um like, like I said, whenever we were talking about that, and I found out about that, that was uh, pretty cool stuff. So thank you. Yeah, um, I know what, you you'll you'll get to listen to it. Yeah, I'll make sure. I want you to tell us a little bit. What have you, uh, book, show, game? Um, another movie, maybe. What have you been into recently that you want to tell the audience about? It's gonna be anything. Well, you think about anything you've been really into. Um, 
that you we you would would you want to share with other people? Like I said, something fun, whatever. Sure. Music, well, some song, an album, an old album. It could be anything. Yeah. So. Uh, well, I will tell you. Um, uh, I of course during this during this time of year, especially. For a lot of people, uh, you know, they they wait for the Super Bowl, you know, February, March. Maybe it's March Madness with college basketball. Uh, they're really big into, uh, you know, Major League Baseball or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, this, of course, is my Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you know, with politics going on. I, right. That's that's my big my big wheelhouse. Um, uh, wow, I have been listening to an album uh, recently. Um, I believe it was 1989 or 90, uh, maybe 91 when the album came out. Uh, there's a guy by the name of Russ Taff, mm-hmm. who used to be, uh, many, a- many moons ago, was the lead singer of the Imperials, mm-hmm. a, a, a contemporary Christian group. Uh, then he went out solo on his own, and it's kind of a country-ish rockabilly he album. He had a country Yeah, a le- little later you know, in his career. And this was the, the album's called... Um, uh, the way home, and uh, it's really—it's uh, kind of a. Uh, you have a song called Melon Camp. Broken. Um, oh, um, uh, Circle Unbroken, maybe is what you're thinking of. The Circle Unbroken. T A F F. Or the River Unbroken. Sorry, the River Unbroken. And then the internet started to. Be crazy. Yeah. Um. And um. Uh, uh. But there's there's a lot of good stuff on. It's it's kind of a like a Melon Camp, uh, meets. Um, red dirt country, cool. um, you know, kind of, you know, there's some, maybe some steel guitars and a lot of, you know, a little bit of cowbell in there uh-huh. and, uh, uh, you know, really, really good session players. Um, that, that's the album I've been listening to the most. Um, as far as movies, um, uh, been watching a little bit uh, of, uh, um, well, I'm trying to think of, um, there's a there's a brand new series that a lot of us uh, in our circle of friends have have uh, latched onto uh, on Netflix called uh, Stranger Things. So good, man! Yeah, it's really good. It's it's kind of a it's like Sandlot meets the X Files. Meets it's like Goonies. Yeah, and Goonies. Sandlot, yeah. X Files. Yeah. What else? It's good. It's kind of fun. Uh, um, Twilight Zone. Yeah, Twilight. Twilight. Um, yeah, Zone, yeah. Uh, I recommend that. It's not too many episodes right now, but of course. Uh, uh, you know, if you want to go back, um, I'm, I've been reading a little bit about the latest things that, um, uh, I think Ridley Scott is involved in this. And of course my favorite movie of all time would be aliens mm-hmm. from the, uh, from the franchise, the alien franchise, you know, James Cameron, Ridley Scott, Tony Scott, those guys. And, um, Sigourney Weaver being the, uh, uh the big heroine, uh, that, that saves the day and, uh, Prometheus is kind of the, that's the, uh, uh, what's what did it called? You, the, what did the, you the think early of, part of that What did you think of Prometheus? I was, uh, I was, I was okay with the, the technical, mm-hmm. um, aspects of the movie. I thought the production was pretty decent. Um, I didn't, I don't think that it necessarily flowed real well. I think there was maybe some uh, some things they could have done a little more action uh, to keep the movie moving. Kind of plods at times. Yeah, it does kind yeah. of plod a little bit. Um, not a horrible movie, though. No, no, not definitely not a horrible movie. Not a horrible movie. I think that sometimes filmmakers try a little bit too hard uh, with the whole prequel idea. Um, 
And I think that sometimes you need to let the story stand a little bit on its own without, without trying to, to, to massage that early, um, early story a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. I think they work a little too hard sometimes to really give up to so for give depth and context and, and here's yeah. where it is. And yeah, yeah. If it's a good movie, it, it should be able to stand on its own. Right. It, should, it should be able to do what it does and tell the story that it, that it's telling, mm-hmm. uh, without, um, you know, going into all that, uh, you, you know, really having to work that hard. Right. Um, the, the thing about the, the reason I like aliens, it's because it's, it's the, and of course it was 1986. So production was not bad and not super great yet. It was, it was, you know, THX of course was big on the scene, you know, and, and, and everything. So it had a good score it had a good uh, use of cinematography. Everything was everything was done really, really well. It mm-hmm. was the perfect horror meets sci-fi yeah. meets military movie. Right. All three elements combined together in you know seamlessly. Mm-hmm. And it was that was uh, you know the whole monster and and look at you know it's not, that was 1986. Here we are 30 years later, mm-hmm. and you know. We're still talking about, you know, anybody that watches movies, you know, very regularly still knows what you mean by the term face hugger. Gosh. And, you you know, I mean, yeah. And, (laughs) you know, it's true. Yeah. It is so true. And, you know, you, the, the graphic of that, that egg opening up at the very top, you know, still sends tingles down your spine, you know. Right. Well, because the alien is attached to your spine, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Great that, movie. That, then that freaked me out when I was little. Then I yeah. first saw Alien. So weird. Yeah, and then they, of course, they they blew it with the, the after that they, you know, they killed off. Um, uh, is it Hicks? They mm-hmm. they they killed off Hicks and they killed off Newt, and so they're they're starting they're starting over with a new basically what amounts to a third movie in the franchise. Mm. And I believe it's going to be called Alien Covenant. Uh, that's the next one. It's probably at least a year out from the screens okay. at this point. You'll go. Wa- will you go watch it oh. in theater? Oh yeah, yeah. I I that's one movie that I can't wait for. What I like about the Alien franchise is that it actually coincides with the Waterworld universe because there was a point. There's a point in the future where Earth Earth is split between. Uh, two warring people, and one one does not believe that you know the water is rising, and the others do. So they have to evacuate the Earth. They go out into the cosmos. They run into into these aliens, and the rest of them are left with their sea dews and their boats and their oil that they found somewhere magically. I'm not sure where they find the oil. So so the next installment could be Alien versus Mariner. Oh, that would be really good. Oh gosh. And he's going to have to enlist the help of the smokers. Yes. To stop these aliens that have yeah, because, guns and you know, they, they can't do it alone. You got you have to get <clears throat> you have to get the anti-hero and you have to get the the protagonist and you have to get everybody together to fight your common enemy. And then they find out and, and they could bring then the Then they find out that the common enemy was actually neither of they're not each other, but themselves and right. they've got to stop smoking 
and they've got to stop <laughs> polluting the earth with this gas combustion engines. And then they're going to do this thing to run, uh, run their, their ships off of alien eggs. So and, what if they uh, brought the DC universe in and got Aquaman involved? Well, he's, because Aquaman, yeah. this has to be, this is Aquaman's He's like, got to be king of the earth He now. does. I mean, yeah, this is his, this is definitely in his wheelhouse. He's the man now. Yeah, yeah. He's the man. No limits. Anyway. You know, he throws that sonar thing that he does out and, yeah. Well, Dave, you're like the third or fourth person that's recommended Stranger Things to me, so I, I'm going to have to add that to my I watch I can't believe list. you haven't seen this thing. Yeah, I, 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 I made it so much good things. We've binged it. Like in one second. Oh yeah! When when Becca Walker was up, yeah, we all just sat around and watched. Yeah, I need to watch it. <laughs> we found it like a month ago. Susan found it like a month ago, and she says, "You got to watch this show." So I found good. this new show, and this is like it had it had must have just come yeah, out, right? And so we like the first week it was out, we probably had that thing knocked off, and I'm it's like, just "Wow, it's a good show, man!" Yeah. And though I think the way it. I don't want. I don't want to give anything away, but it's really good. It's, I heard there's just a lot of mystery in it, like what's what's really going on. You know. Oh yeah. As yeah. you're watching it, you don't even know. But but even that, it, even then, they leave it. There's just a lot of lot left on the table too, which is which, and in a good yeah. way, not in like a lost way where they're like ended it and they go, well, we were actually all dead the whole time. Okay, I'll well, see you later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's fun to watch too. It, yeah. It, it reminds me. It reminds me of a lot of. Um, it wasn't that long ago that we watched uh, some of the Incredible Hulk, the old TV series, mm-hmm. the Incredible Hulk. Right. The way that it's shot and the way that it's done reminds me of that same kind of show. You know, you've got kind of a story going, and you don't know what's going to happen next, but you know somebody's going to make you know the the Hulk mad or, or make um, what's the name, Doctor Banner? Mm-hmm. You're going you're to make him mad. Well, yeah, and he just wants in that yeah. show. The Hulk just, I mean, David Banner just wanted to, or Bruce Banner just wanted to. Go from town in, to in town. The, in the TV show, it's David. Banner. It is, isn't it? Yeah. See, why was that? Just because uh, the networks have to just mess everything up all the time when they do. They stuff didn't like, like the this. name Bruce. <laughs> it's weird, uh, but yeah, he just wanted to travel from town to town helping people, and then he'd have to hulk up and destroy something or rip his pants. And yeah, I mean, I mean, he he went through a lot of shirts on that show. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Lou and not not as many pants. Um, you notice uh, that. Side note: When we went to Planet Comic Con, Lou Ferrigno was at Planet Comic Con. Wow! And I took an illegal picture of him from a distance. an illegal picture from well a because distance. I didn't realize I was in the no camera zone, <laughs> and so I got my phone out and taking pictures. I got a really good picture of uh, Daniel Panabaker, and also in the same picture as I got Daniel Panabaker, I got uh, Edward Edward James Olmos. And uh, what's uh, what's his face from uh, Breaking Bad and Revolution? Um, oh, um, Giancarlo Esposito. Yes, that guy. Uh, all three of them. I didn't realize it until in the same picture. All bing, 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 bing. All kind wow. of uh, catty corner. And then um, I was taking a picture of uh, Arthur Darvel, and uh, I got yelled at by the attendant wow. lady. Because well, we no were... camera zone. I didn't realize it. And then I walked past the sign. I was like, oh, I'm, oh that sucks. I'm, that's stupid. So. We were talking about uh, television. The other thing that I'm kind of interested in is uh, there's a new Star Trek um, fr- uh, part of the franchise. Well, part of the Star Trek universe, I guess, that's coming out on CBS. It's going to be aired on CBS, the first episode, and then it's going to CBS All Access, which is um, a bummer because I'm not sure that I want to spring the $6 a month the, for is one this, network. Yeah, internet only, streaming only. Or and, and I thought I, they're going to have to really – get more content on that 
to get people to even buy that even after that first show of that because I heard that too and I'm all right. about Star Trek I love maybe, the Star Trek maybe though I mean like I, I know people that are paying the $15 a month or whatever it is for HBO Go or Now or whatever it's called mm-hmm. just to watch Game of Thrones so like I mean people will pay a lot of money to watch something that's really good so I, I don't know if Star Trek's going to be Game of Thrones good but the, the problem with any of those services though it's like if you buy all of them you basically have ended up paying a lot of stinking money to buy all the services is it a one shot deal where well, I guess it won't be like Netflix where all the shows it'll be a weekly release on. Well, this, you right? get it with with apparently with the CBS All Access, you get their entire catalog on demand at any time. So I can plus watch some she, stuff that I can wasn't watch all the murder she wrote. Yeah, and I can watch <laughs> Big Bang Theory. Oh yeah, all, all that stuff. There there will be a lot of shows that are maybe not even originally aired on CBS that, that will be, be on, on there. yeah the original Star Trek series will be on there but that will be on there it's yeah. on Netflix but that's on Netflix yeah that's that easy. may go away if you're CBS you'd take that off there and put it on your streaming service <laughs> but CBS doesn't listen to this podcast they they're very against well, us well we better actually. hope not Jack they're very against us because of all my anti-murder she wrote tirades <laughs> who goes to Cabot Cove really I, on the show on murder she wrote people go if you go to Cabot Cove you a very there's a very user. He's turning into more George Mays for a second. You're going to die in the yeah. of Cabot Cove. Yeah, are the are the crime statistics reflective? How of big is Cabot all, Cove? Yeah, all of the uh, all of the, the the homicides that take place there. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's a, that would not be where you'd want to be. Completely disproportionate, and they just keep yeah. dying. But no big deal. The point where an author an author like uh, Angela Lansbury lives there. And there's all this murder going around her. I is I, at some point it's got to be her, right? You, you know, one could easily extrapolate that. Is she really a serial killer? Don't you think? Yeah, it's hard to deny the the possibility. I can see it in her little beady eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she could hide that the the murder weapons in her hair. She had you some know, hair. That's some yeah. big hair. Gosh. Anyway, well, Dave, thanks for coming on. Um, very excited about Friday's episode, uh, which is Waterworld. Kevin Costner's masterpiece. He spent an, just an unbelievable amount of money on it, just blowing things up, having to reshoot. They they filmed it on the ocean and on another set they made. And it, I guess it was just like the Poseidon adventure, trying to get everything to <laughs> line up and be right, and it wouldn't. So It's one of those movies that, yes, it definitely falls into the horrible movie uh, uh, category. But if you're going to watch a movie that you know is not a great movie, it's among the most entertaining of the movies that you know you could watch. That, oh, I, that is a yeah. that is a horrible movie. Right. Uh, the horrible horrible is not necessarily a um, always a negative thing when it comes to movies. It's you know it's kind of like you know, there are some things that are fun to watch and you know they're going to be bad. You know yeah. they're going to be lousy. Right. Uh, Sharknado. People, yeah. they they've made a bunch of Sharknados now. I mean, there's like four of them now. And now there's a now there's a Shark Exorcist. <laughs> I saw that at the. That's crazy. I saw the the uh, the movie place. That's the worst. But um, <laughs> they are going to need a Shark ex, ex Exorcist. I almost said a Shark Exodus. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> you got to think during Waterworld there probably was a Shark Exodus out of the water. Yeah. Hey, what if they made a a movie about Moses and the children of Israel? Okay. And somehow incorporated sharks. 
Well, let's see. In the Mediterranean, but the, they would have been they would have been attacking the Egyptians, um, not necessarily you know not the children of Israel, Moses of course, because they escaped on dry land. Sharks attack! Can you yeah, think at some point yeah. you would do that? Yeah. Sharks versus chariots. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, chariots chomp, of the chomp, sharks. Chomp. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. Right. Anyway. So, Sorry, I digress. That's okay. That's good. That's my favorite. Um, Waterworld, <laughs> the trailer was awesome. The voiceover guy's awesome. Dave, you're awesome. Thanks. You're awesome um, too, Jack. I just got a call from And Dana. Phil, you're awesome too. I, I just got a call from... to our producer. Uh, yep, producer Phil's awesome. That baby's awesome too. Baby Jordan. She Air, is. Air Jordan. <laughs> Air Jordan. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited about this week. Dave, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Uh, smokers, guys, on three. One, two, three. Smokers!